is the 77 WABC minicast. I have no desire to be canceled. When you speak on air 20 hours a week, though, inevitably, you make your fair share of stupid comments. I am no exception. I uh, would not like to lose my job or be sued or be persecuted or have my reputation ruined or have uh, friends and families turn their back on me because I said something dumb on the radio or because I shared the wrong tweet on X or because 22 years ago I drunkenly made a pass at a, in a bar at, with a, at a co-worker at some point. However, the one saving grace that I would have in being canceled is I feel that there is a better than even chance that I could then get a publishing deal at Sky Horse Publishing. If you read the laundry list of great Sky Horse authors that they've published just in the last few few years, it reads like a who's who of the canceled. And that is why I love inviting the president of Sky Horse Publishing, Tony Lyons, into, stu- into the studio because if there was ever to be a Mount Rushmore of free speech champions tony lyons would be firmly on that mount rushmore i don't know that we could find three others that uh, that equal where he is on that point i'm sure if we put our heads together we could uh, i'm very very pleased to welcome back to the program the president and publisher of skyhorse publishing and the co-chair of the super PAC american values 2024 tony lyons tony it's great to see you hey thanks so much for having me on uh, tony I mentioned the issue of uh, of free speech, and this is an issue uh, – I consider myself a free speech fundamentalist. I believe that unless you're overtly threatening someone, saying something like, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to burn your house down, I think you should be able to say just about anything. And uh, I have become – very concerned about, especially since this Israel-Hamas war uh, took hold, that all over the West we're seeing restrictions and clamping down on free speech. And I raise this with people that I think have an appreciation for free speech, and it turns out more often than not that they are all for free speech until it's speech that they find repugnant. Where do you view the world of free speech right now in the West. Are you concerned? Yeah, I'm really concerned. You know, when you look at uh, at sort of uh, uh, medical speech, you know, you you pretty much have all the big tech companies now saying that medical misinformation is anything that contradicts anything that a government official says. <laughs> and, you know, so the idea of conspiracy theories or disinformation or misinformation or, you know, all these kinds of things are just ways to stifle any kind of dissent. And this is a democracy. People should have the right to say whatever they want. And like you said, sure, you know, if they're inciting violence, that's something different. But pretty much, you know, people should be able to talk. And, you know, we have a long history in this country of allowing people to say whatever they want to say. And we've had you know, all kinds of nonprofits out there who in the past used to defend them. And even those places now 
are not really defending them. And they're, like you said, they're for free speech, except when they disagree with mm-hmm. them. Uh, that is for sure. And this is this applies to groups like the ACLU, the Anti-Defamation League, and a number of other groups, right-wing and left-wing. All these right, uh, these conservative people that were all against cancel culture, they're all of a sudden silent as people are being canceled for saying things that they don't agree with. But uh, we could go down a whole uh, whole rabbit hole with that. We have spoken a bit about uh, vaccines and vaccine mandates. Skyhorse, your publishing house, published the case against vaccine mandates, and it also published Alan Dershowitz's book, The Case for Vaccine Mandates. By the way, for people interested in uh, Alan Dershowitz, we're going to talk with the director of a new documentary about Dershowitz next hour, so stay tuned for that. Interesting uh, story out of the U.K. The Oxford AstraZeneca covid vaccination was apparently defective. At least that's the claim in this new landmark legal case. I mean, this multi-million pound landmark legal action that suggests that some claims over the efficacy of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine were vastly overstated. As time has passed, are you seeing some of the early concerns about vaccines from people like Robert Kennedy and other Skyhorse authors, sort of vindicated. Yeah, but you're not seeing anybody apologize for the vilification of, you know, doctors like Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone. I mean, these are people who are really put through the ringer for saying things that have been proven to be true. Where do you think – I mean, obviously vaccines is a, a separate uh, category. I mean, the, the clamp down on speech that the big tech companies, that media entities engage in, that's unlike anything I've ever seen. Where do you think uh, we should draw the line when it comes to free speech? This is a question I get pretty often. It Should hate speech be protected speech? If I want to uh, march and say, uh, you know, um, uh, turn Gaza into a parking lot or abolish the state of Israel or all Jews are vermin, should I have the right to say that publicly? Yeah, I don't think you should have the right to say that publicly because it clearly is inciting violence. And you see that all around the country right now. Yeah. And, and all around the world, basically. Um, if people have questions for Tony Lyons, uh, either on the uh, the publishing front or what the presidential race, which we're going to get into in a second, you can give us a call, 800-848-9222, particularly if you have questions about Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s candidacy or if you want to you know, challenge him respectfully on any aspect of, uh, of the one in five Americans that are currently supporting Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and that's actually kind of a conservative estimate. You are the uh, co-chair of the Super PAC American Values 2024. This is an entity that is promoting Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s candidacy. Remind us in a nutshell why you're doing this. I've known you for, I guess, about seven years now. I've never known you to really be active in, in any political campaign, certainly not at the presidential level. What's so great about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. that you've formed the Super PAC that you're being so outspoken about? 